Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. I'm Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast. And today I have a guest with me. I have the the talented, the just, you're always everywhere. I, I see you all the time. I have Todd Collins with me, a local entrepreneur. Well, are you local? Because you seem a little bit more broader than local, but I see entrepreneur, uh, reputation management educator, and you're a podcaster. I am. Thanks for having me, Rob. I appreciate it. Um, I am local. I grew up... Uh, actually grew up in Carroll County, oddly enough, and got out of there as quick as I could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually not a bad place to grow up. It was actually a cool place to grow up, um, but uh, made my way uh, towards uh, like the Towson area um, right out of the gate, like from like the age of like 18, kind of got out of there and uh, Baltimore boy um, through and through though. My grandmother, uh, she had a house on DeSoto Road, okay. which is right off Wilkins Avenue. Yeah. We spent a lot of time uh, down there and I was born at St. Agnes hospital. So it was still down there. Um, me too. Me too. Yeah. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man. So, um, spent a lot of time in Baltimore and just, just skated down there did a lot of skateboarding down there and stuff like that. When I was growing up, um, even like in like growing up in Carroll County, always made our way to the city to like skate and, and really just became kind of, um, passionate about that. And, and that's kind of what led to, you know, where I am today is, kind of always being different and, um, and, uh, you know, the enjoyment of the city and you, know, you and I have talked about it before the city is, it's a beautiful city. People don't realize how beautiful it actually is. Um, you just got to go and you actually got to look a little bit deeper sometimes, but it, to me, it's, I, I mean, I've got a tattoo to my arm, you know? So it's like, I, I live, eat and breathe Maryland. So local boy, for sure. No question about it. No nationally some, by some people, some, not a lot, <laughs> but, uh, but a Maryland boy through and through. And that's, and that's definitely what we like to hear here. Cause like, uh, you know, at one point, uh, Dan and I on the, the Robcast, what have you, we were kind of playing this weird thing where we weren't being very demonstrative and declaring like, yeah, we're from Baltimore. We're here. We're, we're this. We were just kind of like, yeah, we're around. And yeah. I remember it was a few people as we were getting more and more traction, more and more people were checking us out. And they were like, where are you guys from? We can't really pick out where you're from. And it's like, oh, from Baltimore. And it's like, oh, really? <laughs> and it's just like, look, I'm going to block you. Like, what is this conversation? <laughs> um, so one of the things that um, I, I kind of learned about you through, I think, a mutual acquaintance, um, Roz from Diablo uh, Donuts. Yeah, yeah. And um, Roz and Dan and I, we've, we've kind of like, we, we were on early at, at, uh, at Roz's spot or what have you, and he's always looked out for us and we always try to be there for him. So it's like, when he mentions somebody, it's like, all right, I need to reach out to this guy that I found out you were into wrestling and all of this different stuff. Oh, yeah. like, all right, I need to be friends with this guy. Yeah, man. Well, that's how, like, that's how our conversation, I think even started was like, we, it like, it started off about business and then it like went right into wrestling and like between like you and I, it was funny because we, we messaged each other today and we were like, let's definitely talk about wrestling. <laughs> I'm just, I got super into it when I was younger, man. And that's kind of how it happened. But Roz was like, uh, Roz reached out to me. He, he was dealing with an issue. It was really funny, man. Um, like, you know, you know, and it's funny that we're talking about restaurants right now, but I guess we should, because especially it's really important for them right now. Mm -hmm. Um, like there was a DoorDash, a lot of these online ordering companies, um, they were taking advantage of restaurants and, mm -hmm. you know, just, and in my personal opinion, they still are, they're, they're price gouging, you know, these restaurants that are out there right now that need to utilize their services. And they're still charging just massive amounts of money to, to, um, to offer this, uh, online ordering and delivery and things of that nature. And, 
Roz dealt with an issue and we helped him out with it. And that's how him and I uh, became good friends. And then when I went down there it, and actually met him in person, it was funny. We had so much in common. We both were into skateboarding. Um, you know, walking back in the, in the back of Diablo Donuts, you see that rad poster on the wall. And rad is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, just as a, as I'm 41. So, I'm, you know, obviously it might, I might age up a little bit from, from your normal guests, but like just that eighties nostalgia and night and like early nineties nostalgia just gets me. And, yeah. uh, him and I just became real good friends, man. And just, it, you know, bloomed from there. And then of course we got introduced and just and continue to love your content that you guys put out. It's just so, it's so awesome. And, and, and much appreciated. Like, yeah, we're, we're kind of in that same bracket. Like we're in a, me, me and Dan are both in our mid thirties. So it's just like, it, it, you're speaking the same language, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, so going, going back into it a little bit, um, talking about like helping them out with an issue. Like, I wish I knew of you maybe from like a podcast position. Cause I had a, I had a situation years ago and I didn't know about it until I looked, um, in like iTunes one day and I was like, Oh, I was like, this is a terrible review and this is more of a personal attack than actual review. Yeah. Like I'm wondering if I'm actually losing business or people are potentially not checking us out because of this incendiary thing. So, um, I'm going to, want to maybe get some, some insight from you on what, what you do, like kind of like run that down almost like in a commercial sort of way or what have you, because ultimately what I want to do here is kind of introduce people to someone that they may not even have checked out or, or what have you. You got a broad reach, you're out there killing it, but definitely speak on what you do a bit. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing for us is we, we just help kind of bring a process to a business, right? And it doesn't matter if it's, I mean, obviously a lot of people know that, you know, restaurants are, are one of the bigger verticals that we work in, but we work in, we work in many verticals. Um, and the big, big point really comes down to is that most businesses or most people that run businesses don't have a process in place to deal with um, negative sentiment or from a standpoint of like how to actually expand on the positive sentiment that's said about them. So we, we launched the business about seven years ago and really just helped kind of get these businesses and put processes in place to handle a negative situation in a positive way, right? Um, sure. You know, obviously there's certain things that some businesses do that, that aren't, that, you know, not even we agree with. And I think that's what kind of sets us apart a little bit from, you know, the normal, most people will just take anybody and, and we're at the, we have the ability now to kind of choose, you know, who we do business with. And there are certain people that, you know, we, we just won't help. And it, it, it has to, they have to align with like our belief and, and our, our, you know, how we feel about culture and the world. And some people don't align with that. And if that's the case, then we're just not going to do business with them. So we really try to focus more on the positivity and, and helping people kind of, you know, set up a formula and a process inside their business to be able to expand on the positivity. But when a negative experience does happen, you have to know how to deal with it and you you need to know how to make things right. And, um, they, most businesses just don't have that process in place. And that's kind of where we've been able to come in. And that kind of expanded over time, right? I mean, they, people started asking for more and they would ask for, you know, help with social media. They would help uh, with, uh, they would ask for help with digital advertising and, and videography and photography. And we just kept expanding on the needs of the client. And um, that's kind of where we are now. We're just a full on like digital agency suite. Um, but we put a major, major focus on local. Um, we don't do contracts. I don't believe in them. I think it's better to, you know, kind of, you know, 
make sure that the performance is, is, is keeping the customer happy. Right. And even yep. for our own sake, it's, it's about like, I don't want, I, I wouldn't sign a contract and I don't expect my clients to do that. If we're doing a good job pass. And, um, you know, we've, we've been around for almost seven, going on seven years now. And so we must be doing something right. <laughs> and, I, and I think, yeah, and that's, and that's great. And I think that's one of the things that, that gets lost. Like as I'm in this kind of space where, and I think a lot of people are in a space where, you're doing something that's creative, maybe more centered around, you know, being art and, you know, having several artists and, and so on on here. And they don't really have those systems in place. They don't have those, just those resources to say like, all right, how can I take this to the next level? And how can I do that without literally sacrificing my art to kind of get a couple of dollars to pay for right. my reputation or, or whatever the, the thing may be. And having like just businesses that are like minded the way that you just described that like look are we doing a good job are we doing this not having a contract and things of that nature that makes more sense to someone like me and i would imagine a lot of the people that i've had on here because you're trying to live out your your as an artist i think you're trying to live out your your dream as opposed to purely i want to make this as commercial as possible and some people want to yep. do that but yep. i think a lot of artists that's not the lane they want to be and they kind of have an aversion toward money I think artists are like in such a good place right now. They have so many opportunities and I, I always give, I follow so many artists on, on Instagram, especially. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the work that you'll see, like where I'm trying to say something or I'm trying to convey a message. Sure. I may not be the greatest artist, but my art is conveying that message. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I know that about me. So what I'll do is if I see somebody who I believe is just extremely talented um, I'll, I'll literally just DM them and just say, Hey, do you do you know, contractual or custom art? And they'll say yes. And maybe if they don't, I'll be like, have you ever thought about it? And I, sometimes I've, I've even gotten some people like actually thinking like, Oh no, I have never really done that. But I'm like, would you, would you want to try something with me? And so I'll reach out to these people. And so sometimes, uh, some of the art, like actually one of the, one of the artists that, um, he's actually from France. Most recently, um, it's it's a guy by the name of I will tell you his name. Give me one second here, and I will say it. I know it's like the worst. Um, Black Mass Design, okay. um, really cool dude, and he's he's into wrestling like us, believe it or not. And he does some really cool stuff. And I saw his art, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was like, do you do like you know personal art for people? And he was like, I do. And I was like, dude, I would love to do some stuff with you. And we just released some of the stuff that you saw go out yeah. um, over the last I think week or so. And I pay them. Um, and so in my way, that's my kind of like way of like going, all right, I'm working really hard. Where are the agencies doing well? We're making money. I'm going to take this money and I'm going to spend it on creating positive messaging through mm-hmm. these, these artists, pieces of art. Um, and it's worked out really well. And it's, and it's really got them also thinking that they don't have to sacrifice their own art to actually make money and doing what they want to do. And that's the beauty of like digital now for artists. They have this opportunity to um, still do what they love, but also create a business for themselves in helping others expand their messaging through their own art, which I think is just amazing. So a uh, question I always actually want to, when I want to ask you this now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, because I, like I said, I've been making that, that kind of that transition and maybe this applies to people who are listening, but it's one of those things where you know what, your identity is. You start getting into these conversations with people who are, I'm a brand expert, a brand evangelist, and all of these yeah. different things, like a lot of Facebook stuff, and a lot of LinkedIn yeah. stuff. And, uh, you know, they're coming with what I look at, because my background was in marketing before I went into higher ed. 
was, you know, like you guys are giving me a cookie cutter approach. I see it. You already have these things lined out. Like how, how, what, what are your thoughts around like, like agencies that may have something that just kind of seems very just, it's just right there. It's just, this is, it's nothing special or unique that really relates to the person's brand. They're just giving them something that they think is going to work based on other experiences. Yeah. Tailored to them. No, I got you. I I think a lot of people like they take their own personal experience or they take the experiences of like maybe three people and they go, all right, well it worked for these three people. So it's going to work for everyone. And I like, I always like, I paint the worst case scenario picture for people when I bring them one as clients anyway, I literally am like, this is worst case scenario. Like if the communication isn't good between you and the rep, like it's going to be more you, the client, then it's not going to work. Right. And so it's like, for me, it's, it's always expectations, like setting the expectations first before anything else. But I also believe that like, especially with like saying you're an expert or saying that you're this, like I, I, I literally, I, and I actually put a piece of art out about this and said, like, don't call me. There's people that'll like introduce me. Right. And like, if I'm doing like a seminar or something like that, they'll be like expert. And then some people, some people actually said like guru. And I'm like, well, that needs to stop right now. I was like, I'm, I, I don't call me an expert. Don't call me a guru. Don't call me any of that stuff. I was like, because I don't, I could miss it all, but in one day, like I could, I could be massively wrong in like one day. And then like, not, <laughs> and then you're, you're not an expert at anything. You're an expert at, at you know, basically Big screwing up. Right. And so I like, I've just never, I've never thought about that. I've always thought about it. Like let other people say it about you. And if they feel that way, just based on what you're putting out, like, then I think, I think it's okay that they say that about you, but I've never wanted to consider myself that that's, that's the first point to your question. The second point to your question is I believe that it's, it's, it can't be cookie cutter. Um, what I do right is, is, what I, or what I put out from a content standpoint and a context standpoint is what I feel like doing. I don't follow any rules whatsoever. I don't follow a font rule. I don't follow a brand (laughs) color rule. I don't follow any rule. And I believe that's why I love doing it so much and putting out content is because I don't have to follow any of these rules. I can just put out whatever I feel like putting out at that moment. And that's where a lot of people fail. They, they pick this niche and they get stuck and they, they mistake, they mistakenly picked that niche and they didn't have enough experience in the niche. So they, they can't put it out and they've painted themselves into a corner now. And so instead, I, I really don't believe that you should ever really follow this like one rule of thumb from a personal branding standpoint, especially where it always has to be about this one thing. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a very, uh, it makes me feel very claustrophobic feeling like thinking like that. Um, from a branding standpoint. And I, and I just don't, I just don't think it's the right move. I think everybody has their own voice and they should have the freedom to be able to post whatever they want to post. Um, and when you paint yourself into that corner and you get, you get real niche that's when you start to run into problems with creating content. No. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> no, I just um, totally. 
verbally vomited all over you. And then of course my son's playing Fortnite in the background. So you can hear him. It was, it was almost like timed properly, like the sound effect kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like that's, that's the thing. Like I've gotten, especially with like the recent climate we've had going on, I've gotten just when I talk about just different things and I made a conscious effort to say, you know what, I'm going to do this through not my personal account. Cause I recognize the difference between that versus yeah. the account for the podcast. And I was like, I see all of these things and I'm into, I, I stand by what I say and like, yep. it's very much me and very much the approach that it, I took when coming up with any of the content that we want to discuss. I was like, we're selling ourselves as individuals, our opinions on stuff. Yeah. We're talking about weird news. We're talking about things that we're interested in, but literally we're the, the thing. So we have to, you know, have our, be, I guess, consistent with our, you know, point of view is and what we're discussing I was like, that's ultimately kind of the brand that we're presenting. It's just like, be consistent in it. Don't be flaky in who you are. Because then, unless that's your thing. But it's like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for what we're trying to do. So when I'm putting out there kind of content that, or or posts or what have you that are related to what's going on now, or uh, what's gone on like kind of recently, it's like, yeah, I got something that's an edgy meme, but also I have something that might be insightful or my opinion on something. And that runs consistent through my social media posts and through the podcast. And I was, I kind of stumbled into like, this is what I'm using as my brand. And I've heard so many different things. If that's not how you do it, I was like, well, that's how I'm doing it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. And I mean, I think that what you're doing is good. I think, I think what you're doing is what you feel right now. You know, and that's okay. Like, and that's what's so great about that's what's so great about social media. And like, I, you know, I think you and I were having this conversation before where, um, you know, I had a bunch of stuff that like I was going to be putting out and I, I just was like, it's not the right time. This isn't, this isn't the right time. Well, like, like, I I need to put out like some of the feelings that I'm feeling. And I do that a lot. Like I talk about, you know, I think that's why people relate to me so much on, on that side is that I really don't hold anything back. And I'll talk about like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm sober five years sober. Like I haven't had a drink of alcohol in five years. Hey, I deal with depression like everybody else. Hey, I'm an empath. Like when people are hurting, like I, like it makes me depressed and anxious. Like I, like I deal with all these things and I feel like when I put that out there, it's other people maybe aren't talking about it. Right. But they see me talk about it and then they'll hop in those DMS and then mm-hmm. they'll be like, I'm so glad you put that out today. Like that. I was feeling this way and this really helped me. And man, when that happens, like it makes me feel like so good. And it, <laughs> it, that might be like a selfish thing, but I'm like, if I can talk about those types of things, like man, going through bankruptcy, going through a divorce, you know, dealing with, you know, uh, depression, dealing with, um, you know, and, uh, dealing with alcohol, you know, all those things like, if I can, if I can talk about those things freely and it helps somebody like, then I'm, then I'm doing a great job. And like the money thing comes from the business side of it. That's not really, I very rarely do I ever talk about the business side. Most of the time. And you, and you know, this, like the stuff that I put out is, is to help, you know, people that maybe don't have the money to, to afford our services, or maybe they want to try to do it on their own, or maybe they are dealing with depression or maybe they're dealing with, with substance abuse or, um, you know, anything really at this point, but what I'm really focusing on right now and the message I'm putting out right now is just, my God, like just be empathetic to everyone that's out there. Be nice, be kind. Like that's, that's my message right now. And when I feel like I'm ready to start talking about the other stuff, then we'll talk about it. But right now it's, I, I, I need to let people know that that's where, 
that's where my stance is. And people messaged me. They were like, are you going to say anything? And I'm like, yep. And I did, you know, Tuesday, I, I put out my, I, I put out my post on Tuesday to, to, in support of, you know, I, I call people my brothers and sisters because I believe that everyone's my brother and sister. Totally. You know? And it's like, I, I can't, I can't judge an opinion. I don't, I don't have an opinion about how anyone feels like I can't like, cause I'm, I've, I haven't been in that shoe. The only thing I can do is support. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, I was, I support kindness and being nuts. Like that's it. Like the hate thing is like ridiculous. Like there's no reason for there's, there's a lot of mistakes that are being made right now <laughs> by a lot of people, man. I and mean, it's like, uh... Some, some is, is really funny. Some, uh, it, some of them, they may be ruining their restaurants, which makes me, it makes it really, it's kind of ironic yeah. to me. It's like, huh, you sure you want to go that route, sir? All right, cool. That's what you want to do via condios, you know, but yeah, it's like, well, why would you even feel that way anyway? Like, I, I just don't understand. It, that's, that's the stuff that just doesn't make any sense to me. Rob is like, you know, everybody's guilty. Everybody's guilty about making a joke or doing all everybody's done that. like i you know and anybody that tells you that they haven't they're lying yeah but I'm, at the end of the day like in your heart you, you know you you gotta go like at the end of the day you gotta go man we gotta support everybody yeah. you just have to you know it's the only way that this is gonna work i look at my kids and i'm like you know they're not brought up like that you know and 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 either was i either was i and then so it's it's just we're we're in a world right now where oh, I, i'm hoping that there's so much positive that comes out of all the change that's currently happening. And I really do believe that, that it's finally happening. I really do. I, I, you can see it. Like it's, it's actually having a, having a positive effect on the way that people are thinking. And I just hope it continues. I really, really do. Yeah. Um, and we'll move into the last, uh, thing we're going to talk about. Um, one, I, I wanted to, um, we'll, we'll save it for the end, but it's basically shameless plug or what have you, if you want to do that. <laughs> Cause I mean, you're, you're killing it as it is. But, um, the other thing I wanted to get into, cause I'll be remiss not to talk any wrestling with you. Cause I yes. want to spend a few minutes talking wrestling. Sure. Um, but using your, your, um, your branding knowledge around that, like, so I, I, we, we always had this thing, like, well, we did a podcast, I want to say right as quarantine and all of this started. And it was a segment that I felt bombed and I was really tight about it because, um, it was like attitude error, um, WWE. And it was basically, um, call and response. So it's like this person's catchphrase and do the person's catchphrase or what have you. And I was just looking at it. I'm like, wow, you know, wrestlers, they seem like they were a little bit more identifiable at, in that era. They were cartoony, but a little bit more identifiable in that era. And even in the eighties, what have you, Right now, current like like what are you currently watching? Is it AEW, WWE, New Japan? Which ones are you currently into? I'll tell you exactly how I'm doing it right now. So I pay for the WWE network, mm-hmm. but I'm 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 on the fence right now, and I'm trying to make that decision whether or not I'm going to start doing the AEW stuff. At, uh, New Japan, I'll try to catch it um, via social media, and I feel like that's how a lot of us are doing it right now. Is like if we're not paying for it, cause obviously right now is like a very difficult time financially for a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but I'm not giving my wrestling up. I'm not giving, I'll, I'll pay the nine ninety nine. The, um, I try to catch as much from a social media standpoint as possible because you can, and, and I feel like wrestling, wrestling, uh, you know, new, new Japan, especially AEW, I think it's doing such a great job on social media right now from the yes. branding standpoint. You can really catch a lot of what's happening. Um, storyline wise, right from their own social media, which is amazing. Uh, so I'm really trying to stay in touch with all of it. 
Uh, it's, it's hard, but I, I gotta tell you, man, like I, I am really, really blown away right now by AEW. Um, and I'm really heavily thinking about starting to invest in, in something from that standpoint on their pay-per-views and things like that. Cause I'm just loving every, every character I'm loving all the story. <laughs> the sto- everything reminds me of what you and I watched when we were younger. Yep. Um, and, and, it, and it does have that edginess and rawness to it. Um, as far as SmackDown and raw right now, I, I, it's, it's real difficult to watch, bro. It's real difficult. Uh, like I, I watched um, what is it? Uh, NXT in your house and all of that stuff. And I, yeah. I have these these interesting thoughts. I think when maybe with like a sports brand and uh, not I'm not up on the lingo, not up on the uh, jargon or what have you, but I think when they reach into nostalgia land, they're struggling because baseball does it a lot. Like the Orioles, mm-hmm. they were like trash for better part of 20 years mm-hmm. and there will always be these throwback opportunities these flashback nights you're trying to harken back on yesteryear the glory days and yep. wwe did that with um uh, nxt um last night in and, your house yeah and i watched it this morning and i was like okay cool that's todd pettengale and oh they have the set there that's cool but it's like your championship match was abysmal. It was terribly edited. It, I, I, who who did it? You know, I know. And I was just like the the beginning and end. And I like the Keith Lee match because I like Keith Lee. Me and him are pretty much the same size guy. And uh, I, I was just like the beginning match and the end match. Those were great. Like most of the stuff in the middle wasn't wasn't good. And especially when they're competing weekly, as far as their regular show competing weekly with AEW. I've really only been watching AEW. I have no idea what's going on in NXT. And that's what was saving WWE, in my opinion. I agree with you 100% on NXT right now saving WWE because it is. There's no question about it. I believe that the, the roster is is heavier. Um, watching Triple H, Road Dog, and Shawn Michaels, <laughs> it was... I love it. At, to your point about nostalgia, I love watching it. But then I saw like a meme. I, I'm gonna have to send it to you. Like it was like the old school of like three of them doing something, and then like that. And I was like, oh my god! Like we are all getting super <laughs> old. And you're right, man. It's the. I think one thing that one of the biggest issues is is that we're all used to watching whether it's whether we go to a live event or whether whether we watch it on television. We're we're used to seeing that audience reaction. And that's one of the first things that we always talk about, right? Like, man, they got a good pop or and the audience was into that match or whatever it is. And they can't really do that right now. And it's funny. I I believe that that WWE and NXT, I believe they've bitten off a lot of what AEW is doing right now. They've definitely bitten off from a storyline standpoint. And there's no question about that, especially since, you know, you watch it, you know, they're doing that. Yes. (laughs) Um, And that's, that is an interesting factor. And I, and so right now, my belief is that AEW is beating the pants off WWE. You've got Roman Reigns out. You've got a lot of people out of WWE that aren't wrestling right now that carry them. Um, And you have the fact that AEW has the ability for their wrestlers to go to New Japan and wrestle in New Japan while being contracted with AEW and WWE is not doing that. And so you know, WWE just, just let go a bunch of wrestlers too, that you, you, you're looking at some amazing talent, um, that eventually, mm-hmm. is gonna, you know, they're going to go to AEW yeah. and that's just going to make it harder on WWE. Um, you know, I hope Zack Ryder gets picked up. I mean, I really, really do. I think it's only a matter of time, whether or not he goes to AEW or maybe he shows up at NWA. I don't know, but that's possible. Yeah. I, which I would love to see, but I think you're in a real, I think WWE is in a real tough place right now, man. They got to start making some serious decisions 
when it comes to storylines. Like everybody hated on that Jeff Hardy storyline. It wasn't. It wasn't good. The Ray. The Ray storyline is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I. I don't know. Like it's. Like I think one of the things that WWE isn't demonstrative, and we'll we'll leave on this because we're we're going to wrap up in a second. Yeah. But they're not really. They don't really acknowledge how important the fans are for them, and yep. I think AEW has done that. Yeah. And that's and that's a part. That's part of the issue right there because when you don't have that energy there, like the bump that uh, Punishment Martinez look, took yesterday off of the uh, steel steps. Yes. Everyone was just like crazy bump, but there was no crowd there. It was not a hot crowd. So you did it for nothing almost. That, that was a crazy bump, bro. <laughs> that was wow. vicious. <laughs> did you watch it? There's a, there's, a, there's a meme floating around where he's just taking it over and over again. And I'm just watching it. And my back just starts to hurt so bad. <laughs> It's vicious, man. That is funny. So um, tell us your website, all of that stuff, whatever you want to share, social media, shameless plugs, all of that stuff, and we'll wrap up from there. Yeah, I appreciate it. So um, PlatinumReputations.com, that's kind of like our house site, the the mothership, if you will. And that's where uh, all the verticals that we uh, operate in, and that'll jump you to the vertical site, um, like RestaurantReputations.com, AutoReputations.com, so on and so forth. And then uh, you follow me online anywhere. Instagram, um, I'm at Todd Collins Official. Facebook, same thing. Um, that's where I spend the majority of my time. TikTok, at Todd Collins Official. I have a lot of fun on TikTok. That's, that's <laughs> always a good time. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it, I appreciate you having me on. I think it, it's just super fun. I, I mean, it's just making me realize more that I need to talk more about wrestling. There's no question about it. Yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll have a discussion about this a little later, I think. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I want to thank you again for coming on. And um, I'm Rob Lee for Todd Collins saying that uh, Baltimore is filled with art and businesses. You just have to look for it. 